Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, when the saints go marching, let me tell you, when the army is approaching, then the enemy is sterilized. And that was spoken of the children of Israel when they came marching towards Jericho. The prostitute said, when we heard of your coming, our hearts melted, and they melted in fear. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we are the army, and we are marching. May the enemy be terrorized, because you tell us in Exodus that you go ahead of us, that your angel will go ahead of us, and will terrorize the enemy with fear, and will attack them with the wives of God. Jesus, may you do it this afternoon in Jesus' name. Amen. We are asked today to discuss through and pray through the scripture in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, that nothing shall be impossible with God. Luke chapter 1, verse 37 says, For no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. So today, I present to you the God who opposes nature and who acts against the realities of life. Do you know reality of life? Yes. Realities of life. Things can be hard, and then you wonder whether the scripture is true or not. Any simple science says there is a male seed that fertilizes the female seed for a new life to be born. So Mary asked the reality question. He asked a question of reality in Luke chapter 1 verse 34. That how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. In other words, how will it be that I can have a baby? And yet, I know no man. So I have not known any man. How can it be? That is the reality. But because God has spoken, his word will never fail. He will be able to influence the realities of life and it will come to pass. God moves in extraordinary way to meet your needs and answer your cry. He moves in extraordinary way. Can we move our eyes from the reality of life and we look at our God and what he can do. Second Kings chapter 6 verse 1 to 7, we find this story of the man of God who had moved with the prophets and they were busy cutting down the trees and the iron, uh, the iron axe head fell into water. And this is what the prophet said. Oh no, my Lord, he cried out. It was borrowed. What is the reality of life? The reality of life is that an iron axe sinks in water. But when it is borrowed, God understands the pain you go through, you who has borrowed it. What will you tell the owner? And so, on the floating of the piece of leaf which prophet Elisha cut, the iron was able to float on water. Thank God that Anglicans after lunch they can doze. But let me tell you, 
when Elisha cut a piece of wood and threw it where the iron had fell, the reality of life was opposed. The iron started floating. So when overwhelmed by debts, God opposes reality. The widow had little oil, but God who opposes reality made it to flow until all the borrowed jars were full. And when she had enough to clear the debts and also enough to start on a new life, the oil started flowing. So, may God do the unexpected and pay your debts in the name of Jesus. May he make you move your eyes away from the size of your salary. And he begins to do the extraordinary. To Peter, the reality of fishing as a fisherman came to uh, uh, knowing that you need to lay your nets at night and deep in the waters. I tell you, when Jesus intervened, that reality was opposed what is the reality? At night, fish come to the shores of the lake to eat. And during the day, they go back into the deep waters. Not so. But listen, in Luke chapter 5 verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out, your, put out into the deep water and let down the nets to catch. Simon answered. Now this is the reality. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because you say so, I will let down the nets. Verse 6, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. What is the secret? Peter said, because you have said so. Even when the reality says during the day you cannot catch the fish, because you have said so. Amen. Will you hear what God says this afternoon? And will you, in obedience, lay down the net so that you are able to see what God can do? The Lord says, no matter how many trials to no avail in looking for a job, in business attempts, looking for children, looking for marriage, simply say, because your word says so, I lay down my net. That's what God wants us to do. May God surprise you with a big and overwhelming catch today in the name of Jesus. When I was coming, God gave me this scenario. A son comes and tells the dad, Daddy, Saturday they said, we go to school. The teacher said, you take us to school. And then on Tuesday he says, Daddy, teacher said on Saturday you take us to school. On Wednesday he said, Daddy, teacher said on Saturday you take us to school. And then he begins to say, by the way, we should reach there by eight. This is a four-year-old boy telling daddy we should be there by eight. 
And he said, Daddy, for us to reach there by 8, please, you need to drive at 120 kilometers per hour. Then he says, Daddy, I don't want to be left by 8. So please make sure that you avoid this route because there are so many traffic lights. You better take this other route. Then he says, Daddy, you know we are supposed to set off at 8 and you know on this other side there are always traffic police officers and they will stop us. So make sure we go through this other side because there are no traffic. Now, you are four years old. Daddy has been in Kampara and driving on these roads all his life. But you are busy instructing him and telling him and guiding him. This is the way we guide God. God has been here for centuries. But you tell him, you know God, <laughs> I need a baby. But you know God, for me to get this baby, you need to make sure that you prepare for me a gynecologist who is going to tell me whether I'm working or not. You know, and we instruct him and instruct him. If you are the daddy, how would you feel? Peter said, because you say so, I will lay down the net. Peter was a fisherman. Jesus was the son of a carpenter. But he said, because you say so. So the reality of the matter is that the mountain is too high to climb. There are many real challenges of life that stand as great and high mountains, impossible to climb. Like Elijah, watch out for a hand-sized cloud as a sign of a mighty power. The mighty rains are coming. In 1 Kings 18.43, Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. And the seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops. Will you look for a simple sign so that God can do mighty things in your life? He told me today as I was coming, a mountain standing so high, it does not move by a twinkling of an eye. It moves by a small sign that you observe. When you watch that sign, all of a sudden you look for a mountain and you can't see it. For all those years, no rain. All of a sudden, a cloud as small as the palm. Elijah was able to say, mighty rains are coming. There is a mountain in your life that is threatening your life. How have you been instructing God? God is saying, look for a sign as small as the palm. Look for a sign as small as a palm. 
There's somebody here with a mountain in your life. It's as if your chest carries stones. With a lot of pain. Where are you? Want to see the sign of the size of the palm? Where are you? Where are you? Did you hear it? You have a condition deep there within you. Do you have an organ called the heart which has been paining you and it causes a lot of chest pain? Where are you? It has been a mountain. Yes. Now, you just come. I will tell you the sign. So, don't get tired on the sixth round. On the seventh time, a simple sign of the collapse of the mountain is coming. The collapse of the mountain is what? Is coming. Okay? One of us, the two of you, who got a sharp pain like a rather when we started, when, when the sermon was beginning. You are the one. Okay. That was the sign for the healing. Okay. Now, you are just going to do one more thing. Okay. You have been so careful, isn't it? You say, Jesus, today I choose to be careless in you because of that sign. Which kind of careless act do you want to do? Pardon? And that is, you have surrendered. But what kind of careless sign are you going to do? What do you want to do carelessly? Because you have always been so careful, isn't it? Now, you want to be careless in God. What do you want to do? I want to testify. Okay. So, by? Sorry? By doing what? What do you want to do to prove that your heart is well? By jumping. By jumping. Okay. Now, don't only jump. Just run. Just run. Okay? Now, we are going to run. Thank you very much for running very carefully. Now, I want you to run very carefully. You run through this, and then you come back. Okay? Our sister, the Lord sets you free. I see a heart in my hand. May the Lord hear you. May the Lord restore you. May the Lord set you free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now for you, you have been so careful about heavy weight, isn't it? Anything heavy, right? Yeah? Okay. So you move away from that chair. She's going to lift that chair. 
That's what you're going to do, that one. Not the small one, that one, that bench, yes. Lift it, lift it and see. Can you please tell us how your heart is panting? They have taken away the mic. After running. I feel no more. You feel no more. Yeah. Okay. I tell you, the church can sympathize with you. You lifted a little bit <laughs> instead of lifting seriously. Okay? You just hold there. Anything heavy was a pain for you, not so? Uh-huh. Now, I want you to face them as you lift, not so? And they are going to see that coil on your face so that they know what God is doing. Okay. Now, do you want to lift that one alone? Because they may think that I helped you. Is it? Was it heavy enough for you? It was. So, when I wanted to help you there, I saw you coil your face. Not so. So, is your chest okay? Are you sure? Yeah. For you, you couldn't run because you have put on a high-heeled shoe. Okay? But the Lord has taken away that mountain. Okay? Let's proceed. We are continuing with the sermon. As small as the sign of the palm. Great rains are coming. Great rains are coming. So don't get tired of the sixth, on the sixth round. The seventh round brings a sign for you. Zachariah chapter 4 verse 6 says, So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Who dares despise the day of the small things? Since the seventh eye of the Lord, of the Lord that rages throughout the earth will rejoice when they, when they see the chosen capstone in the hands of Zerubbabel. What is it that has been standing before you as a mountain? Will you say with me, in Jesus' name, who are you, great mountain, before me? Today, you'll become level ground in Jesus' name. That which has been a great mountain before you, Speak to it by name. And you say today, you are becoming a level ground. You are becoming a level ground. Has life confused you with difficulty and complexity as a puzzle? Let me tell you. Big jobs, they come with strings attached. Isn't it? 
Because either you take in and let your marriage collapse or you lose the job and you are confused. Long-awaited financial breakthrough is mixed up amidst what? Forgeries. And you are wondering. Let me tell you. Daniel chapter 2 verse 10 says, anything which is too confused, the Lord reveals. Not so. The king said, I will not tell you the dream. You must tell me what the dream is and its interpretation. And this is what the magician said. What the king asked is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods. And they do not live among human beings. But verse 18, he, Daniel, urged his friends to plead for mercy from God of heaven. Verse 19, during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. And Daniel praised God of the heavens. I want to tell you today, what is difficult and impossible? What is for the gods who don't live among people? Today, our God is called Emmanuel. God with us. And he reveals deep things which are sacred. He reveals them to us. Today I pray that the Lord will reveal to you what has been tormenting you, what has been tormenting your family, what has been behind what you see as a curse upon your family. Because Emmanuel, God, who reveals the mysteries, lives in us and lives with us. Hallelujah. Last night you got a dream of your uncle chasing you with a panga. And you woke up and you wondered the meaning of the dream. Where are you? Where are you? I know that we have some people who are online I want to read from the spirit whether that person is online or not. But your uncle was chasing you to kill you with a panga. If you're online, this is the message. You have always known your uncle as a very good friend. But the Lord revealed to you last night that he's behind the so many troubles your family has been going through. We pray in the name of Jesus that every witchcraft and sorcery that he has been practicing against you today shall be nullified, shall be negated in the name of Jesus. I pray that the spirit of revelation will be upon each one of us that you begin to see the mysteries. You begin to see what is behind what you have been going through. And out of it, may the Lord inspire you to pray like never before. And may that prayer bring forth deliverance into your life and into your family. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> I want to ask, have you considered <clears throat> so many aspects of your life <clears throat> of your destiny as a closed chapter. God asks, is anything too difficult for me? What is it that you have considered to be a closed chapter? 
Listen to Genesis chapter 18, verse 13. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? He says, I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Let me tell you, being realistic, friends, we cannot error Sarah. Can we error her? She knew that she was too old, and her womb was good, as good as dead. And the basis of that, she laughed using reality. Do you know that reality is an enemy of faith? Reality is an enemy of what? Of faith. Sarah looked at herself. She was too old. And she laughed. Can this, can this be true? Genesis 18, 11 says, Abraham and Sarah were already very old and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? What is it that is standing before you as reality? To Sarah, it was age, the state of womb. And she concluded, this is the joke of the year. I can't be. For you, what is it that stands before you as the reality of life? When we have been talking about healing here, one of you got an accident and you broke your bone. And you have all the x-rays. And you know this leg pains me because of an accident. When they call for people to pray for, you know for you, the bone broke. Where are you? Where, where, where are you? Even now, you are resisting. Where are you? Because you are here, don't resist. Today we are saying, Sarah said, I am old, isn't it? For you are saying, my leg was involved in an accident and it broke, the, the bone broke. So where are you? <laughs> I want you to trust God today. Don't resist because you are seated here. You are seated here. If you want to know you are a man in the 40s, where are you? You come. Okay. You broke your bone. The hip. Okay. So whenever it happens, you know that is where the problem is and it originates. You can explain it scientifically, not so. Now, do you want to be like Sarah or you want to be like Abraham? You want to be like Abraham, not so. Okay, church, you stretch out your hands and we pray for him. Lord God, our heavenly Father, you go beyond the reality of life. Today, we choose to trust you. And Lord, by your power, we command these bones to be made whole again. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Okay.
Now, this is what we are going to ask him to do. Do you know swinging? So that you test this part. Not so. Because every time you try to do it, it would really pain you, right? Okay, now, do it. Tell us about the old age. In other words, Sarah said, I am too old. Not so. Now, for you, your heart has been saying, I got an accident. Not so. Now, tell us what has happened. You can test again. Do like this wide, open, back, forth. It is well. This is what the I saw in the spirit. I saw the ligaments being brought back together and the bones being rejoined. So, the reality of life is an enemy of faith. Please go back and sit. The reality of life is an enemy of what? Shall you move by reality? Shall you move by faith? By faith. Now, I need to conclude so that we are able to pray. Jeremiah, chapter 32, verse 26. I want you to be assured of this. Your God is Lord of all the flesh, and nothing is too difficult for him. Not so? Nothing is too difficult for him. Jeremiah 32 verse 26 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. I am the Lord, the God of the whole human race. Is anything too hard for me? Is anything too hard for me? Answer him. The righteous shall live by faith. So whatever God does, there is a purpose. There is a purpose and God does it specifically to meet the purpose. God is saying to us, like in the case of Mary, move your eyes away from the reality of having to sleep with a man before conceiving. He's saying, move your eyes away from that reality that me as a woman, I must sleep with a man for me to be pregnant. Move your eyes away from that reality. He's saying, move your eyes away from the reality that nets are laid at night for you to catch fish. Move your eyes away from that reality. Move your eyes from the reality that dreams must be told to the interpreter before the interpreter can interpret the dream. That is limiting God's ability. And so, from today, stop it. Let God be God. Let God be God. Your God asks you to trust him that he is able to do much more we can ever think or imagine of.
Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to immense, immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generation, forever and ever. To him who is able to do much more, immeasurably, we can ever ask or imagine. We can ever ask or imagine. David says that our God is power. He speaks to the storm, calm down, as if the storm have ears and they hear. He speaks to the fig tree, wither, and it withers as if it had the ears to hear. He speaks to the rock, bring forth water, and the streams begin to flow. To the walls of Jericho, he says, corrupts and you obey. That is your God whom you have come to worship today. That is your God. Psalm 147 verse 5 says, Great is our Lord and mighty in power. He un his understanding has no limit. His understanding has no limit. So if that is your God, let us be on our feet and we ask him to do above what we can ever think or imagine of. I don't know what you want him to do for you, but our God is more than real. Our God is more than tangible. Our God wants you to move away from reality and move in faith and then begin to experience his power. Give us the song which I don't know, but I guess the Spirit of the Lord must have already put that song on your heart. No place for argument. You were God all by yourself. You were God, you were God. From beginning to the end, there's no less for argument. You were God, you were God all by yourself. Sing again, you were God, sing you were God. Yeah. 
has been standing before you but today a simple sign as a small as the size of the palm is able to give us the face to know that that mountain shall be leveled this afternoon that mountain shall be leveled this afternoon begin to speak to it in the name of Jesus begin to speak to it in the name of Jesus Elijah sent a message to Ahab that move because mighty storms are coming and indeed mighty storms came in the name of Jesus Christ let every mountain be leveled in Jesus name let every mountain be leveled this afternoon in the mighty name of Jesus we are asking you you spirit of death who are you before Beelzebub you you spirit of death who are you before the Beelzebub today so you will be leveled in the name of Jesus because a, a small oil today is flowing into the pots in the mighty name of Jesus and with that oil of God we are clearing all the debts in Jesus' name and the Lord is giving us the balance to maintain our lives and to live a life that is sensible to live a life that honors God who are you great mountain you office that has been so difficult who are you before Beelzebub today you difficult office environment you are being leveled in Jesus name you family that has been standing you family issues that have been raging and raging and raging over time who are you before Beelzebub today you are being leveled today you are being leveled in the name of Jesus you are being leveled in Jesus name who are you to challenge the anointed one of God today you are being leveled in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus even when the womb is as good as dead the Lord our God is able to bring life once again is able to bring life once again today we refuse to move by reality we refuse to move by reality we move our eyes 
from reality. We put our eyes on the great Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. You are able. You are more than able. You make us conquerors. You make us more than conquerors. In the name of Jesus. Why, who are you witchcraft? Who are you sorcerers? Who are you shrine that has been standing against the children of God? Today we nullify you. Today we render you powerless. Today we triumph over you. Today we declare that we are winners. Today we declare that we are more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. Who are you sickness? Who are you infirmity? Who are you diseased that has been torturing the children of God? Today we live for you ground. We live for you flat in the mighty name of Jesus. Our God says that go and take the report that the Lord heals, that the sick are healed, that the lame are walking, the blind are seeing. In the name of Jesus, the dead are being raised from the dead. The dead are being raised from the dead. He is the same Jesus. He never changes. He never changes. Today he says, call on me and I will answer. Call on me and I will answer. Lord God, your children are calling on you. Your children are calling on you. Your children are calling on you. May you make our eyes move for God from reality to our greatness of our God, to the greatness of our God, to the mighty power of our God, to our delivering God, to our rescuing God, to our healing God, to a God who restores, to a God who hears the cry of his children and he answers them. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. We are speaking to all the dead visions and targets. Today, we say that the Lord who brought life back into the dead womb of Sarah is still the same God. He is still the same God to bring back that that, that vision, to bring back that, that destiny in the name of Jesus. Today the Lord answers you. No matter what the challenge is, Our God opposes nature. He speaks to nature as if it has ears because he's the one who created it. Is anything too difficult for me? Says the Lord. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing is too difficult for you, my Lord. Nothing is too difficult for you, O God. You do marvelous things. The Lord descends to answer your prayer that you offer to him in whisper. Just cry out to him. Just cry out to him. Just cry out to him. 
by God's grace, I see a host of angels in all the corners of the church. I see a host of angels in the all corners of the church moving from one person to another. The Lord answers. The Lord answers. The Lord answers. To Daniel, he said, from the time you started to pray, the Lord heard you and he answered you. May the Lord hear your petition. May the Lord hear you now. May the Lord answer you from heaven. May the Lord answer you from heaven. I see the sick being healed. I see the sick being healed. The wounded hand of Jesus. I see it touch. I see it touch and heal. I see some of us are praying for relatives who are not here. And the hand of God is stretching out to them to heal them, to restore them. Our God is the God of his possibilities. The Lord answers you. The Lord answers you. Lord, may the book of remembrance be opened this afternoon. May the book of remembrance be opened, O oh Lord, this afternoon. For your servants that have been serving you, and yet they have been crying and crying to you, as if you are not hearing them, Lord. I pray, may your book of remembrance be opened. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.